Everyone's better than me. But I'm getting better with Cameron Lindsay. I'm Cameron Lindsay. So what about it? If you're just tuning into the show, Everyone's Better Than Me is an improvement podcast where I get better with the help of a special guest who is better than me at something. But uh, I don't really like people thinking that they're better than me, so I've got a little prank that I'm going to pull on them to bring them down to size. But the guest doesn't need to really worry about that, uh, particularly because they're right here. It's Chandler Phillips, comedian Chandler Phillips, co-host of the Was That In Good Taste podcast. Chandler, welcome to the show. Hey, Cameron. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Chandler, it's so great to have you on the podcast uh, and to get better at the topic of catching mice. Um, I'm really excited to get to it, um, but uh, we do, of course, have our guest and fan-submitted questions to go through first. So we'll just jump right into those, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, First off, how do we know each other? Uh, We know each other through comedy and uh, mutual love of uh, daiquiris, I I believe. That's kind of what what got me into into friend territory with you. I think that's exactly right. Yes, um, we're we're both comics in the Brooklyn scene, um, and uh, uh, listeners um, who know me personally will also know that I celebrate um, the holiday of my own co-creation, uh, All Day Daiquiri Day. That's uh, I I love the the spirit of it. Just daiquiri. Yes, the spirit and the spirits. And the spirits. We love Rian. Um Wonderful. Well, that's exactly what I had written down, so I'm glad that you said all of that. Um, <laughs> excellent. Next question. If uh, we are some unpolished rocks put into a tumbler by a precocious child who adults call, quote, an old soul, end quote, to their face, but, quote, a bit much, end quote, behind their backs, what kind of rocks do we come out of the rock tumbler as? Um... <clears throat> Do you want me to do you or me first? So so we are definitely separate, different rocks then. I think we're different rocks, but we're like complementary rocks. Oh, interesting. Because uh, I think you would be like um, like one of those ones that's kind of like, uh, uh, like a teal greenish that ha- has like, it almost looks like uh, lichen on it, but it's it's mm. not. It's actually the the rock or the the mineral itself that's kind of like has a neat fun um just like almost leopard like splotchy pattern of green and um and grays and i think that's very flattering oh and um i think i would be some sort of uh petrified wood like like a like a wood grain linear but like a couple dimensions and stuff to it. Well, wonderful. Thanks for answering that question. The next one in the get to know the guest question, wasps or beebs? Uh, just to be clear, I, that's um, wasps as in white Anglo-Saxon accent, Protestants or beebs, Justin Bieber. Oh, okay. I I was questioning whether you said beads or beeb, bees, beebs. Um, let's see. As a Jew, I'm going to have to go beebs over wasps just because justin bieber is such a big supporter of the jewish community he is he his career itself is a mitzvah um Uh, and wasps just kind of put me on edge sure in general though they they are fun to see from a distance yeah that's a good point yeah 
Similar to normal wasps, I think. I I like also when you see like a bunch of believers uh, swarm one singular wasp and uh, they all kind of dance around it until it overheats and dies of exhaustion. (laughs) Yes, truly uh, a beautiful side of nature. Um, Well, wonderful. Those have been the get to know the guest questions. We now have the fan submitted questions. Now, of course, as you know, we have fans all across the world, and they like to send in questions to our guests uh, to um, get help from the expert. Um, uh, so uh, here's our first one. Uh, I was recently cast in a production of Hamlet as the titular character, and it's going really well. But when I got to the scene where I look at the skull of Yorick, I always say urine instead. I can say Yorick on its own, but whenever I get into the scene, I say urine. What can I do? And that's from Esha Celia from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, thanks. Uh, that's a great question, by the way. What was it, Esha? Esha, yeah. Esha, great question, Esha. Um, I would say try to uh, lobby your director to see if you can get the name in the play changed to urine, just so it eases everything. Um I think your best bet, because everyone has done Hamlet, and not everyone has done or seen an adaptation of Hamlet. You know, it's one of those stories that has just been done so many times exactly by the book that I don't really think um, we need another one that's, you know, exactly as uh, Shakespeare wrote it. Instead, you know, get get loose with it. Change change a couple of the uh of the character names instead of hamlet maybe just ham you know ham and urine or uh i think those are the only or only names i i know from hamlet it's it's not really my strong suit but i would say uh be the solution you want to see in the world and if that solution's urine take charge i think that is great advice uh as a, a shakespeare fan myself um, you're right. I I have seen a lot of productions of Hamlet, uh, and I've never seen one where someone said urine instead of Yorick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that could be engaging, uh, especially if they change the other characters' names as well. Exactly. Uh, uh, well, Esha, I hope that helped. I can't see how it didn't. Um, our next fan-submitted question is this. My neighbor is seemingly collecting trampolines. They have a small backyard, but they have 17 trampolines back there. The trampolines are of differing sizes and in different states of disrepair. None of my business, right? Wrong. I am a trampoline salesperson by trade, and I am worried that my neighbor is intentionally flooding the market with his refurbished trampolines. Ooh, okay. Do I have any legal recourse here? Any illegal recourse? And that's from Augustina Erfan in Grammatiku, Greece. Okay, Augustina, I gotta say, at the beginning of the question... I would say, uh, you know, not your gymnasium, not your trampolines. But given that you are a trampoline salesperson, I I gotta say, you kind of have to, to, for lack of a better phrase, put your nose where it doesn't belong. And um, there may not be any legal recourse of what you can do because people are going to manipulate the market however they see fit. And if they're going to play dirty... Uh, so to speak, if they go high, you got to go low. And, um, I would, I would resort to arson. I'm not going to advocate like explicitly that you should burn all of their trampolines. I just happen to know that trampoline tarps 
are highly flammable and utterly useless, even if they have just the smallest amount of uh, punctures or um, perforations. And um, because then it becomes an entire danger to use said trampoline. And uh, it's it's one of those one of those things that's very hard to trace back to someone if a fire just happens to start. So, uh, again, I'm not advocating for arson, but I am sure. saying you should resort to arson. But if you um, if you light the trampoline tarp, like the actual like bouncy part on fire, like what how are you going to put that out? You throw water on it. It's just going to go right through. You try and like stamp it down with a towel or something. It's just going to bounce right off. Exactly. Well, and that's why it's the perfect crime is because, yeah. again, not your gym, not your tramps. And uh, that's a them yeah. problem. That's that's your neighbor's problem. And if they didn't want to uh, have their trampolines catch on fire, then they would have come up with better storage, maybe invested in a brick and mortar facility from which they could uh, actually do business, do real legitimate business. And instead, they're they're being a bit shysty and uh you know, it's a free market, right? That's a great point, Chandler. Um, well, thank you for saying that. Uh, I hope that helped, Augustina. Um, good luck. Uh, well, wonderful. That has been concludes our guests and fan submitted questions section. So let's jump right into the topic at hand, which is catching mice. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited about this one, uh, Chandler. I, I, I'm not a person who in the past has struggled to catch mice, mostly because I'm you know, not trying. Um, uh, Wait, so, you're doing it without even trying. <laughs> you're a natural. I, 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 I'm not catching them, nor am I trying to catch them. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, maybe that should be uh, my first question. Um, I do not currently have a mouse problem. Um, do I still want to get better at this? Of course. Say in the future, you don't necessarily have a mouse problem, but you do have a snake problem. Okay, now what's the best way to lure a snake out of a sticky situation? It's with a mouse. But how are you going to get the mouse to get the snake? Well, you got to catch the mouse first, right? Mm. Boom. So okay. Now and then, yeah, I'll instruct you on the uh, the best ways to catch said mouse to catch the snake, and then maybe even you have a falcon problem um, where you need the snake to catch the falcon, and Mm -hmm. it's it's a whole if you if you give a mouse a cookie kind of situation. Got it, got it. Um, but you do have to catch that mouse first. Um, you do have to catch it. Well, great. It does sound like you're um, pretty good at catching mice. I'm just going to throw another tester out there. Um, number one tip for catching mice. What is it? What's your number one suggestion? Uh, you want to be slow until it's time to be fast. That's the best tip, is make as little movement as possible until you have to make every movement all at once. So, uh, so like sort of starting off slow, maybe building with a couple of questions, you know, um, sort of getting to know the mouse and then just being like, gotcha. See, that was me putting it into practice because of course the gotcha alarm is going off right now. Oh, um, oh, I'm, I've been got. Yeah. So um, I, it sounds like I'm already getting better at this. Um, uh, but I also want to say Chandler, if you're so good at catching mice, you should be as good, if not better, than this professional mouse catcher um, who I contacted on Craigslist. Um, actually, I didn't get your name yet, uh, mouse catcher, Craigslist mouse catcher. What, what's, what's your name? Who are you? Hey, how you going, Mike? 
My name is Duty Dude. Fascinating name. Um, well, welcome to the show, Duty Dude. Great to um, meet you, a fellow mouth catcher you, aficionado. Uh, I yeah, I mean, you can hear my falcons in the back and the little mice. Oh, that's a good haul. If I, you got that many mice in the back. Yeah, I mean, they're talking over me. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm going to admit, Chandler, I, um, this prank was a little short-sighted. I, uh, I just sort of posted, are there any professional mice catchers that would be interested in being on a podcast? Uh, onto Craigslist miscellaneous. Um, yeah, and guess who said me? You're going to get a lot of responses me. to that. Uh, I myself probably would have responded to it. I just happened to only post my mouse catchings on uh, eBay as of late. Um, mostly the taxidermied uh, end products. But I, w- I would be um, be happy to discuss some of the tricks of the trade with uh, Duty Dude. Um Let's get into it, boys. Um, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Let's let's do get into it. Um, let's let's jump right into this question that I have. Um, I, is my, I would think that in order to catch a mouse, you would have to have uh, a general familiarity with mice, um, sort of know their psychology, know uh, like what their behaviors are. Um, what what's something that you could tell me about a mouse that I don't already know? Yeah, well, that is true. The thing about mice is that. That are very emotional creatures. It's true. They're... Duty are are the are the mice tickling the about, you? The thing about mice, the thing about mice though, is seriously they are very emotional creatures. You hear me? Like I have them sleeping in my bed, and they come cuddling up, and suddenly I'm the little spoon, and they're the big spoon. I mean, what do you know? That is something that I have learned over my 50-plus years in this space. I can only oh. imagine how many mice you've accumulated over the past 50 years. That that must be an entire bed full of mice. Oh, are you kidding me? It is an entire mansion full because I'll have y'all know I live in a mansion up here. Wow. I, I've only been doing this uh, amateur mice catching for a while, but I didn't know that you could – you could actually take the professional level up to uh, to the mansion, um, to like to be able to afford a mansion with professional mice catch. I I might have to go pro. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Only a very few of us folks know about this, and that is why they call us the one percent, the less than one percent, because there is really a handful of us. It's me, it's my friend, and it's my son. That's uh... that's a family business. I'm I'm learning so much uh, about um, the mice catching business and yeah. duty, dude. Um, uh, Chandler, I I I, I want to give you an opportunity here. I know you don't have a mansion, um, and I know that you don't uh, sleep in a bed full of mice. Um, but but do you have any insight into the psychology of mice, uh, their behaviors? Something I might not know. Well. Duty is correct that they are very emotional creatures, and so what I've kind of resorted to a lot of the time is uh, I'll put on um, television shows that are very emotionally evoking, um, such as Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelors in Paradise, Love Island, Love Island UK, Love Island Australia, um, and that usually gets them to come out 
of uh, wherever nooks and crannies they're hiding because the um, the tension and the drama and also the flourishing romances just really reach the mice in a way that you know common baits and traps just can't do uh okay um that's very fascinating i'm gonna say this now i thought that i knew something about catching mice and between you and duty i'm not sure i do um uh okay uh i'm gonna bring up a different question um <laughs> i think i know what duty is going to say about this but but maybe i don't um actually i might know what both of you all are going to say about this what am I doing with the mice once I have them? Yeah, I am very glad you brought that up. Have y'all ever had nerd ropes? Oh, I love nerds ropes. Yeah, I've had an I've had nerd rope before. Yeah, I could count the amount of I'm nerds rope. I'm in glad yards. I asked. I'm glad I asked because you know who loves those little darn nerds ropes? Those little darn mice. That's not, that is right. We got my little mice. I call them Xboxes. And the Xboxes eat the nerds. Wait, you called the mice Xboxes? Yeah, because I play with them like my son plays with the Xbox. I see. So I think that's really what separates the... uh, Well, again, I'm just an amateur. So, like, what I'm doing with the mice is leagues below what duties um, catching these mice for. Why do you call the mice? Do you also call them Xboxes? No, I call them little bastards. Okay, that and makes a little bit more sense. I heard that southern twang. I heard that little southern twang getting there when you said bastard. Yeah, it's it only comes out when I'm talking about mice specifically as the little bastards. But um, you know, we all have our little pet names for for the mice that we catch. Um, personally, I like to. Uh, I, I now I don't keep them in my bed. I don't I don't play with them too much. Um, when I first started embarking on catching mice it was uh it was more just a a passion project and um it just kind of turned into uh, a way of making little collages and uh vision boards using um the mice as uh as a diorama the mice themselves as the board or the mice as objects on the board as objects on the board okay it's 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 all just a- you know that that's actually music to my ears because do y'all know those little cork boards bulletin boards? I'm familiar. Yeah. I, we I know about nerds rope and bulletin boards. Well, I hit the lottery with you two because I actually when my little Xboxes are behaving, I put them up with a push pin on the cork board, and they are in big trouble when that happens. Uh. How- how do what 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 do they do to misbehave? Oh, you know they nibble my ears, they nibble my toenails off. The toenails they, that I say they nibble your toenails face. off. Wait, what? Oh, the entire toenail? Are you kidding? They are bottom feeders. These guys, don't you guys know? When you said amateur, you were not joking around. Uh, uh I mean, you you have been called out there, Chandler. Um, yeah. It, I mean, I I never I never claim to be a professional. Um, I guess I should have known that they. Well, I do know that they are bottom feeders. I just was was a little worried. Uh, now, duty. When you say they chew your toenails off, are they just kind of doing a little trim, or are they getting to the cuticle? 
I also want to clarify the part where you said that they're eating the toenails of yours that you've been saving for yourself. Because that uh, also bothers me for other reasons. Well, that clarifies my question, though. Because... Well, first of all, I like when you say my name, Duty. So keep doing that. Second of all... They are creative. I give my Xboxes creative freedom. So, yeah, they can get down to the cuticle if they so please. But I feed them better than that. So they they do little nibbles in the bed when uh, I'm scratching their spots. And to answer your third question, yeah, I do save my toenails. Because as a billionaire, they are worth something. You're a billionaire? Hey, I some people dancing, have their I? money make money. Duty has their toenails make money. It's... It's really just savvy investing. I. Uh, it's natural capital, baby. I. If you're not monetizing your toenails at that point, what what are you doing? You're you're not. You gotta buy low, sell high, and what is cheaper than toenails? It's the lowest you can buy. I'm I'm I, so I'm I'm having my producer Gene. We're both looking through my notes here. Um, I. None of this is usable anymore. Uh, I have no concept of what to say next. Um, okay, uh, I have a I have a pet cat. I've always had pet cats. Um, they have always caught the mice, uh, and seemingly, I would think better than either of you all could. But but it sounds like I'm wrong. I mean, what is your opinion on uh, mousers, uh, my uh, cats that catch mice? You know, they take away jobs from hardworking amateurs like me, but also as uh, as a fellow um, semi-professional in the field, I kind of got to respect what they do. Uh, duty, on the other hand, I can see how like that would cut into their to their profit margins. Um, but ca- I, cats in general, seemingly, seemingly, duty is already making enough money. I, I, from my understanding, buying and selling toenails. So I, I'm not sure that the cats are really busting in on Duty's market. Um, well, and that's that's what it takes to be a uh, to be a billionaire. Is, okay, it yeah. sounds it sounds like there is a cat in the background of of Duty's line here. Is that? Oh, get out of here, you little mouse! Is that your associate you or? What? That is my associate. That is my senior associate. That associate has been around the block. All right. We have a pyramid happening here. And that master you just met is at the top of the pyramid. Okay. So when you said that, that is my top master. when you said that there are three people that are in this business with you, you, your, uh, you, your son and your friend by your friend, did you mean the cat? And if so, well, you are a good listener, okay. and yeah, what's your stick? Okay, question? and if so, is your son also an animal? I am really glad you brought that up because here is my son. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Okay, good boy. Sounds like ruff, sounds ruff. like a dog. That does sound uh sound like a dog. It might be that, another cat though. That is my dog. Oh, it is a it is a dog. Okay, it's a dog. I'm also I'm I'm gonna just say this to the side. I know there's no way that I can keep duty from hearing me say this, but um, if just imagine that I'm just saying it to you, Chandler. Um, uh-huh. uh, I think duty's making those voices up. You know, I think I all had of those my voices suspicions. I had my suspicions, but um, you know, there's just such a reputable uh staple 
in the uh, mouse catching community, it you really don't get to that level without making up a little. Like that's just capitalism or cat cat patolism, or maybe catch patolism. Ooh, I like that one. I like yeah. that one more. Um, well, uh, I feel like that's probably evidence enough that I've gotten better at this as being able to do that one pun. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're going to start wrapping stuff up. I, I, I do want to say, uh, give a duty, an opportunity to, um, make any closing statements that they might have, uh, or, um, duty. I don't know if, if you want to plug your business, um, at all. I know that was mentioned. Yeah, that was mentioned in the Craigslist I'm post. Happy, I'm happy to talk about myself. I mean, to put it clearly and short, you can go on my LinkedIn under Duty Dude. Uh, that is where you can find me. Uh, you might have been on to the fact that uh, I am the top of my craft, so you may message me on LinkedIn. And otherwise, it's been great knowing you. Uh, well, thank you so much, Duty, for being on. Um, I feel like I just got better at catching mice through this. Well, that's great. And that's sort of what uh, the show is about. It's partially about, you know, the listeners getting better, my guests getting better, uh, and, and of course me getting better at everything so that eventually I am the best at everything and better than everyone else. Um, oh. But uh, that's probably season two, at least. Uh, well, wonderful. Chandler, it's been so great having you on. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited to put a lot of the stuff that i've learned here into practice i don't know how i will do that but um you know hopefully the opportunity will will come soon um i was just gonna say it's been a pleasure to uh to both inform and be informed um thank you so much for for having me oh yes of course well before you go we have a couple of things we'd like that we like to do at the end of each episode um one we are always trying to improve on this podcast and part of that is improving the show itself how do you think that this could have gone better, this episode? You know, I I kind of wish I would have known about uh, Duty Dude's uh, presence. Otherwise, I would have had more questions prepared for that. Uh, just, again, to help me grow and to help us grow together. That sounds great. And um, there's always a possibility that Duty Dude will be on another episode as the guest proper. And, and, um, and then maybe you could be Duty Dude's prank. So, oh. Uh, I love it when a plan comes full circle. Exactly. Well, uh, uh, we also have a tagline that we end each episode with, um, and uh, we're always trying to improve that tagline as well. Currently, the tagline is, I'm a grower and a shower, and this podcast will become the number one podcast very shortly. Uh, Our guests uh, like to add to it, subtract from it, change it in whatever way that they can think of to make it better uh and then we'll close out the show with that that's a great tagline i you had me at i'm a grower and a shower honestly that's that's yeah, all that's the part of the tagline that's stuck around for since i think episode four it's kind of hard to tack on to something that's already pure artistry uh fair enough well uh wonderful uh we will end the show uh with that um, but before we close out, uh, Chandler, it's been so great talking to you, and I'm sure that the audience would like to uh, hear more from you. Um, how can they do that? How can they get more of the Chandler that they've heard today? Uh, well, the best way to do that is to check out the Was That In Good Taste podcast, where it's hosted by myself and James Beery. 
Um, also, I do comedy, and uh, wherever they can find you, Cameron, they can probably see me trailing in your uh, footsteps. <laughs> uh again very flattering of you to say um uh, i'll plug myself again real quick uh if you are listening on the monday that this has come out i have a variety of shows that uh, i will be on throughout the week so um check me out on our social media uh to come and see those if you're in the new york area um and maybe chandler will be there too um oh i should probably plug my instagram too just the yeah yeah Oh, that that one's just the at Chandler does jokes on Instagram. Thank you so much. That's well. Thank you so much, Chandler. It's been a wonder uh, having you on here, and a pleasure, a wonderful pleasure. And it's been a wonderful pleasure to have you all listening to this episode as well, dear audience. This has been Everyone's Better Than Me with Cameron Lindsay. Our theme music was composed and recorded by Caleb Ritchie. You can find us on social media by searching for Everyone's Better Than Me podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Please share the show with your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much to Sophie Berkowitz for helping with the prank in today's episode. You can follow her at CaptainUnderpants69 on Instagram. Get in contact with us with questions or topics that you'd like to see me get better at by emailing everyonesbetterthanme at gmail.com. And as we say at the end of just this episode, I'm a grower and a shower. Thanks for listening.